Hello, hello, everybody. This is The Way We Nerd, and we are about to science the shit out of this podcast. Ooh, Ooh nice yeah. to Yeah. I, uh, of course, am Joshua Potter. Sitting next to me is... Moorhead. Sitting in front of him and driving our vehicle. Daniel Villalobos. And sitting next to him in the shotgun position. Kyle Down. Ooh. So, we just got out of the Science of the Marvel Cinematic Universe event... Uh, it was a special event put on by the... Uh, the Great Company. Yeah, the, the Great, great company. company. Because it's all about uh-huh. being in great company. <laughs> oh, that's You really so... hammered that home, Mr. Yeah, he, he did. Really he really did. Was, whatever his name was. Yeah. Alan or something. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was super cool. Marvel has had a partnership since 2008 with the Science Information... Exchange, basically the government. Yeah, yeah. science. Like, science and this this is how they control yeah. us through science right. in our movies. And I've through never been happier movies. to be controlled. Yes, yeah. yeah, it was quite wonderful. Yeah, so uh, let's let's just open up with with general thoughts real quick off off the bat before we delve into specific specificities. Wow. Um, yeah. For one, and we'll put pictures. I'll put pictures in the show notes because we don't do that, but yeah, I'm going to. We'll put some pictures in the show notes. There you go. Of uh, some of the events and some of that, we got a picture of us there. But the lanyards we got and are wow, we are awesome. Yeah, they are so they are cool. like Probably wood. The I ever they had. say like Stark Industries ah. on them, and Ooh, Dan sorry. is driving like a fucking yeah, maniac. Damn. <laughs> now. I'm okay, we're in the car right now. I'm My friend's actually playing Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I'm trying to follow you the map here. I'm sorry, fellas. I'm just trying. We're, we're literally but in the middle of nowhere in like this. Right this side, this is like a black industrial. box record of our death. There yes. you go. Ooh, Shit, I there's like the freeway that. right there. Yep. Hey. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm following. This <laughs> all right, we're gonna sit. We're gonna are you this or off. are you I'm not gonna, following the map? We're gonna, I'm I'm gonna flip a Yui. It's, it's so, so one of the one of the scientists. Wait, wait, wait. So this I'm event waiting. was. <laughs> this event was I'll a. Go. I'll drive. It was a bunch of panels with scientists and science communicators and educators about science in the Marvel universe and some scientific uh, concepts and stuff that relates in some way or more or often less. To the Marvel Universe. Um, Dan is exhibiting one of them, that is that we are all kind of technically living in the past <laughs> and experiencing things oh, a moment oh, after they happen, like every turn Dan was supposed to make getting onto the freeway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, no, but Dan. I mean, I, in, in reality, okay. that was what a lot that it was about was uh, your neural response to things. And yeah. in, in an odd way, it was, it felt like in a very elaborate cover for Marvel to be like, we know we're doing magic, we're sorry, here's the most science you've ever heard. And and, yeah. and it really was, and it, it obviously wasn't bullshit, these were very intelligent uh, experts they brought from all around the yes. country. We were fortunate yes. enough to spend some time interviewing one of we them, did. which we will put at the end of this episode. Yes. We're going to make you wait in suspense. Ooh. A good, a good ten minutes of all of the science Mystery. that you will have to Google. Was it no. Bruce Banner? No, <laughs> Maybe. it was a real person. No. <laughs> uh, Bruce Banner's not real. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. We talked. Uh, about. Oh, well, that was. Funny. I, I would tell you this. That was one of my favorite points of this whole fucking thing was when the fact that they were they were playing as if these. Tony Stark and Bruce Banner yeah. are all real people. Yeah, these events in Sokovia and New York that was cool. happened, yes. and they they were freaking character for dark a while. events. Yeah, it was awesome. Dark James, times. Uh, James dark times. John Spates. Sorry, the 
co-writer. Not James Spader. The, the co-writer of... Uh, <laughs> actually, I went to high school with a guy named James Spates. That's why I can give this uh, up. Uh, John Spates, uh, co-writer of... No! Hello! I don't oh, know that boy. movie, no. Um, he co-wrote Doctor Strange. Yes. He also, uh, I guess, co-wrote Prometheus. Correct. And co-wrote or wrote the upcoming Passengers. Yeah. Yeah. And here is what Marvel really wants us to tell you. Um, even though this event was awesome on lots of levels, Doctor Strange looks fucking fantastic. It really yeah. does. And so, we can't we can't talk about what we saw, but we saw a ten minute preview of it. Because we can't talk about the context of it. Yeah, no, except for it's awesome. Yeah, it looks yes. amazing. Um, what I will say, and what was very amusing, I think, to all of us, is we were discussing the movie on our way to the event. And I expressed my concern or my lack of uh, enthusiasm, maybe is the way to put it. It was with the parts of this movie. Your enthusiasm. Because, it was ah, yeah, I see what you did um, there. Because I wasn't 100% sure how they were going to be able to take this sort of right. magic of Doctor Strange and mix it in with the much more grounded Marvel Cinematic Universe. Which is a very fair point. Yes, and of course we get uh, to the second to last panel... And literally, that was the point of this guy. They, they, this they, guy they, gave a speech that was literally that. It, it was yes. exactly what Kyle was... Yeah, Kyle's concern, word for word. Almost. Yes. It was he just, literally said it. He's like, and so it's hard to figure out how you meet these two worlds meet. So they yeah. brought me in. And I'm like, oh, perfect. Now we're going to get it. And, yeah. so, and we got it. And it was, it was, it was fantastic. It was everything... Uh, it was more than I was expecting, to be honest with you. Because usually when... It comes to science, science and math. Blah. Like I, it's all, it's all, it's all garbage to me. Garbage talk. I don't understand a word most people are saying. But the way these gentlemen and, and ladies presented it, uh, it was, it was very easy to follow. Like I didn't, I didn't feel lost at all. Even if they were talking about concepts I'd never really well, uh, investigated before. One thing Kyle and I both realized when they were talking about that we are both like, I don't know if passionate is the right word, but really interested in that we somehow haven't talked about before uh, <laughs> yes. is CRISPR, yes. which is like something... Here, I've got, that, it, I've got it pulled. It's gene pulled. No, no, editing. Like, we, it's, like yeah. uh, the, basically the whole news cycle in our present moment is buried by Donald Trump and the election and whatever else. But in 40 years, it'll be like CRISPR was invented in, you know, 2016, whatever, but it's getting buried right now, but it, it is going to change It's going to change our, everything. Our society. Can you, can you explain yeah. again what, what CRISPR is? Because I remember it's, this part of the panel, but I, I don't remember exactly So they what it discovered was. it kind of, they basically discovered it on accident yeah. between how a virus, how your body fights a virus. Oh, yes. When a bacteria. Yeah, when a... And, it's when yeah, a no, virus, when a, when a, a virus and an, and a, um, bacteria. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Or was it yeah, antibody? Well, it was, I thought it was a bacteria. I'll, I'll lame it. Okay. And when the well, bacteria a... fights off the virus, it saves a piece of it. It adds a piece of it to itself. So right. It so that it can remember so, it. Right. And be resistant to it, basically. Which we it's do on a large scale all the time. Yeah. We've kind of always known that's why you get your shots. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then they realized they could train these things, instruct yeah. them in your genome to... They, they figured out a way to direct that with intention, as opposed yes. right. to in a reaction to something else. Yeah. Basically and to, to change your DNA 
right. with with the the information from the Human Genome Project to cause differences, to cause improvements in theory. Is this? But the, is this? Is this getting to that point? Like what we've all loved in the Star Trek uh, uh, universe, the eugenics, like eugenics wars with the with the Con Union saying, and then to a lesser extent that episode with. Dr. Bashir, when they used uh, they used those these things to enhance his brain, and he became you know IQ genius genius IQ level. Like it's is this less, is this is no, this are the ethical than, problems coming? Yes, there's well, there's plenty of ethical problems because the ethical yeah. problem is in the same way that you have Christian scientists uh, who, who don't believe and, and Scientologists don't believe in certain kinds of medications. You know, it's one in 15 years time. When you're having a child, you can say, no, I'd prefer they'd have brown hair. Yes, I would like them to be immune to this, this, and this. I'll pay you X amount of money to do that. That's the point it could go to. And you could augment to say, like, they made the joke about tonight, but you probably wouldn't want six fingers unless you were trying to be a pitcher. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's, you could, you could become God. It, but as, but a like lot a of the problems, a lot of the problems, it's one thing if everybody has access to these uh, options, these things, you know, everybody has access to make their baby smarter, make right. their baby more immune. But if it's just give the them rich, stronger it's bones. If it's just the rich, yeah. then it becomes oh, a separate Gattaca. society. Yeah. A society of smart, rich people who are going to be smarter and richer. Constantly. Constantly. Yeah. And then a society of the non-wealthy that are not going to have those advantages from But they've, they show us the picture as an example of two of the exact same kind of dog and one was changed so it didn't have Hulkified. limit on its yeah, yeah didn't have limits on its musculature and it was a Hulk dog yeah like a real life Hulk dog and it all it took and of was course just that happened in China just because yes that yeah. happened in China because right now there are a lot of limitations already in the states about what you can do with this stuff. Yeah. A lot of laws haven't been cast, but in London, a lot of research is coming out of there because they are allowing people to carry on experiments a little bit further and in the human genome. Like, this is the same thing that happened with um, stem cell research. I was about to ask, what's, yeah. the, what's the difference in relation to, to stem cells? Well, it's... Stem cells are more reparative than anything. You use stem cells to rebuild things, to build new copies of things. If, but, but could you use that to do to, what, what they're trying to do here, though? No. You no, would not use stem cells for this. If, if stem cells are NES, then this is like uh, the switch. So, for instance, if you have somebody who has uh, type 2 diabetes... Because, you know, they've damaged their pancreas. In theory, you could take uh, their stem cells and it could repair their pancreas. Got it. Right? With this, what you would be doing is changing their DNA so that their pancreas doesn't get damaged in the first place. Yeah. So you if can, that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. I was just wondering. Giving them sort of a stronger pancreas that is less prone to become diabetic from the shock of sugar. If I understand how diabetes works. That's exactly yeah. how diabetes yeah. works. But, you but uh, the overarching theme, which was really fascinating, was showing how this stuff has been in the Marvel Universe. And behind the scenes realizing 
what lengths Marvel and other entertainments go to to try and be accurate or to try and be yes. on the cutting edge. And right. furthermore, how institutions are interested in using entertainment to put these ideas forward to one, make them understandable, and to two, make the next generation excited about doing them. Yes. Be- and it was it was just really cool to I mean tonight was put on by the Science Foundation and that uh, Grant Society. We'll look it all up and we'll make sure we tag it or whatever. But it's, yeah, now I want to know cool to see those goals. Now yes. I want to know in that dog that got Hulkified. I want to know if it's have any psychological problems because that's usually in science fiction at least that's usually where well, that's, that that kind of well, thing goes. That's, exactly. But that's a different so that. Trying to think of the right way to put this. So, the behavioral—I mean, there's there's a question of what's correlated to this additional muscle growth. Yeah. Does this additional muscle growth cause other things to happen? Particularly if if behavioral is the concern, uh, you know, with steroids, your behavior changes because it's changing your body chemistry. Yeah. So, so is yeah, your brain is limiting yeah. is removing the limit on uh, muscle growth also increasing testosterone in the dog, then yeah, the dog may be more aggressive. If otherwise, chemically, it is the same, it's probably less likely that there would be other side effect changes. Got it. But that's sort of one of their points, is that there's so much we don't know about how interrelated these things are. Because we've never been able to do this. We don't know what it will... We just don't know what it will do. Yeah, this is all very new Cutting edge research happening. But right. What did, what did you guys? Amazing. It is. What it's did exciting. you guys? What did you guys think of? Uh, I don't remember the gentleman's name. Adam. I don't remember his last name. Adam Levine. He's dreaming. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and oh. he's working on a stage yeah. near our. I think our stage. Oh, man. Womp womp. I think um, I think everyone would agree that about that. Uh, mm-hmm. What? Uh, yes. Uh, I, <laughs> anyway, the scientists that that, that uh, kind of shot to hell the idea of. The multiverse, which has been a string oh, theory, mean, which has been very popular. Adam yeah. Savage's dad? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what he looked like. Yes, that guy. Um, like, is that, is that like, do you guys, do you guys take much stock in the whole string theory thing about well, like, I, the, multiple universes and dimensions? String theory and was accepted in the multiple dimensions and universes is accepted because it's the only way to have a grand unifying theory that related, that correlates yeah. Special relativity and general relativity. It's what, what the that, math says. Right. Yeah. What but this he says dude there's is, no, there's no, what this dude is saying is there's, there's no, no physical proof. Right. No physical. Yeah. Which is there's theoretical. True. There's the theoretical proof is we all exist. Yes. The physical laws we have exist and have been proven, but the but general and special contradict each other. The only thing that's been able to balance that equation. Is more quantum mechanics and, more and string theory, yeah. Yeah. right? Because when, it, but he's saying, which is true. There, I, well, I mean, there's scientists that would bicker with you because what? plenty of people have observable s- strings. So they say, like that's, I mean, that's part of like what the Large Hadron Collider is, and yada yada yada. But I mean, he's right. It's I a, it's a theoretical there. thing. Yes. Then it's not gravity. The yeah. thing that was yeah. interesting about him to me is on the one hand he's like I don't buy the multiverse I don't buy string theory there's no physical evidence for it and then he's like but there may be some extra force out there we don't know that is consciousness that is separate from the body yeah. right yeah and that's you know, it's article... interesting sort of the that 
one, he doesn't believe because there's no physical evidence. But the other, he says, maybe, even though there is no physical evidence. Like, it's interesting... Which one he decides to... to see... No, well, and, no, but it's not even... It's not even, like, I don't... I'm not... This is not me attacking him. No, I know. No, this no. is me sort of... But I'm just saying which one he chooses to believe. Finding it interesting... That he does both. What... Like, I, I want to... I would love to know sort of what the difference is between those two for him. Well, I yeah, think what it is is how he gets to, to one versus the other. What other things he's bringing into that? Well, it's, I think we we should read the, the article he kept referencing, with, which I've read part of before. The hard problem, which yes. is that consciousness has is a real thing that we all experience in every moment that we're all experiencing right now, but there's not a describable science behind it, and that's why it's the hard problem. Yeah. That's why. For the, all the existence of humanity, there's been spirituality and religion and yada yada, is because it's the holes of what we can't explain. Yeah, right. But right. we know it's, it's the there. Right. Well, yeah. and sort of the 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 reductionist is that the right word? Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Version is that consciousness. It's just I mean, synapses. And... It naturally occurs in a sort of complicated, wired enough system like our brain you know that's it's sort of that these building blocks starting at the very smallest thing when you put them together well, yes, in this way but you get a consciousness but the, the, the problem it is not something separate yes, from the physical thing that but, it but is the problem he stumbled upon which is like the problem with i mean even if you're an atheist or theist or whatever you are is that even if you get if you're a reductionist you get down to the smallest block but there still has to be an explanation for that block. Sure, but that's different from consciousness. That's right, but I'm just the... saying, I'm, I'm, I was transitioning. I was saying, okay. as a broader, I think that's what he's bumping on as a broader concept. Is that, like, yes, we all agree in the Big Bang, but where did those elements constitute themselves from? Yeah, that's a totally different thing, but it's, a, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's that kind is of the same than idea well, of reductionism. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I'm not even bringing religion. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I know yeah. you're not. I know you're not. Yeah, but that's... what I mean is, like, if there is some extra force, then, that causes consciousness, force. it's still a question of where that, how, how, what, what, yeah. Yeah, you know? but what is the, well, that's what he was saying, is what is the scientific laws, and the, the gentleman we interviewed who you'll hear on here, he pretty much said the same thing, is that we don't, we have laws of physics and mathematics and biology but we don't have these overarching uh, laws for the brain yeah or yeah, it, right. or as far as consciousness and, and the thing goes. is and the thing is and I've heard this many times recently especially that they've that they they don't believe that whole thing about the we've only used 10% of our brain and there's so much more that we haven't tapped although these scientists are saying well I mean they're not saying in those exact terms but they're saying that yeah, well, that's the, kind of what's well, going on. No. The, way, no, the way that got extrapolated is that like you only it's people took that to be ability over physical real estate. Like your brain is this big mushy thing, mm -hmm. but it's like my body. I'm I've got fat on it because I'm not using those parts enough. It doesn't yeah. mean that it's, those parts would make me superhuman. It just the ten percent thing is complete bullshit. Yes. First, I guess that's what I'm second. It's more, if, if you wanted a way to sort of say that, that kind of made sense, 10% wouldn't be the right number, 
but you're you don't you're never using all of your brain at once. No. And yeah, there's like nothing about doing so that would be particularly helpful or, or useful. Okay. Yeah, and that way it's like a computer where you yeah. all control delete because your computer's using yeah. 98% of its function and it's crashing. Yeah. And your brain would do yeah. the same thing. Your computer doesn't get better the more it does. Yeah. As great as That's Lucy true. was as a movie, complete <laughs> bullshit. Yes. Yeah. 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 Total bullshit. Um We've arrived at our destination. How much time do we got left there, Bar? Uh, we've got 20 we minutes. I mean... I think we, we could go a little bit... We could just finish it up in here. We don't oh, okay, sure. Here. Let's yeah. just finish it up. Um, um, so, uh, well, because, I mean, I mean, what else What else did you guys take from that? I mean, we, I think we've we hit all the major points I took there. a chicken bow and it was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> when, what was the name of that chicken bow place? Uh, oh, we can't plug it. That doesn't matter. Because they're not paying us. It was the chairman. It was the chairman. Oh, we did it yeah. anyway. Um, we'll expect our check in the mail. <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh, the, I mean, like, really, uh, Kyle at this point after that footage, I think is a Doctor Strange convert. Yeah, I'm more excited for it now than he was. It's, yeah, it definitely. Looks, like, if nothing else, it's gonna have awesome action sequences. It is, and, and the Marvel have, universe seems to be there as well. I do want to say one yeah. sort of other, keeping it in sort of the Marvel verse. Um, this last weekend, I was in San Jose for a short film festival. Oh yeah, and the there was a Q and A there with James Gunn. Right, and nice. he said he saw Doctor Strange. And it is, like, the... He said generally he doesn't, like, recommend IMAX 3D for Marvel movies. This But one. this is... This you should see IMAX 3D. I Honestly, th- this is my seal of approval for how good it looks to me. Um, I was almost mad watching what we watched tonight. Because I was like, I should be seeing this for the first time on laser IMAX and 3D. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was thinking that same thing. Like, I, 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 I appreciated the, the, the footage that we got that nobody else got to see, but at the same time, yeah, I want to see it within the movie on the IMAX screen for the first time. But I'm sure the good thing about that, what we saw there in that 10 minutes we saw there is that the three or four trailers that have already come out have barely given us even a taste of what that movie's going to be. Oh, yeah, it just scratches like, the surface. Yeah. There's there's barely. so much to that. And Which way got... to show restraint in your marketing, too, unless they're yeah. just afraid yeah. to show that much trippiness. Maybe, but I love, because I love the fact that he brought up uh, 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 Ditko, right? Right, Potter? That was, yeah. that was yeah. the artist? Yeah. He brought up Ditko, and he was saying, like, all these trippy, like, psychedelic pictures that, that Ditko used to draw for Doctor Strange in the 60s, which was obviously, you know, fit in very well with that time period. Right. And make it make it modern and make it something that... Because that, that's very quintessential to Doctor Strange. Absolutely. Like his look. Like the look of yeah. his world. Yeah. So, um... Well, like, like he was saying, I mean, there are comics where... And I, I have a couple... Where Doctor Doctor Strange spends the whole book in the astral realm. He's not yeah. even in his body. He's not corporeal. Yeah. He's he's an astral projection. Yeah. Or he's he's down in one of the you know the lower the lower planes, so to speak, fighting these these demonic looking creatures. It's yeah, but it's all here's a question. Astral projection. Hopefully, we're all in for a mind out of body experience. I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask you a question, Kyle, but okay. before you go, did this like make you think? Some of the scenes in the movie make you think that they could make a successful Portal movie. 
Because I know you. Look oh, at that I've game. never, I've never had a doubt they can make a successful okay. portal. But I mean, movie. just like the way they, yeah. they do, and JJ do things like that. owns the rights and said there will be announcements soon. Uh-oh. Yes, he does. Yeah. Um, so my question is this: Given what we've seen in the previews, um, in and I've only seen the movie once, so please correct me quickly if I'm way off base here. Yeah. In Ant Man. Yeah. When he shrinks smaller and smaller and smaller. Right. I. I are some of the visuals there similar to some of the... Yes, they did like, that. Is there some potential... They did that completely intentionally on purpose okay. yeah. to be the first peek inside the door of what is Doctor Strange. Okay. And I feel like Doctor Strange is very important to where they're headed because it's how you are supposed to be able to buy into what's about to happen with an Infinity War. Yeah, because it's obviously like they, like all these Infinity Stones are, are the cornerstone of Marvel science, as it were. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it was cool because one of the speakers, she actually brought the line from Thor. Like, it was awesome that she knew it. Yeah. She said, you know, about the... Uh, you know, if, if you, well, that's uh, oh no, that's not from that's not from that's not no. that's from that society. Was, I was, thinking, it was, of a, well I was thinking of another line. I was yeah. thinking of another line. I was thinking of another line. Any sufficiently Thor. advanced form of technology will wasn't that uh, appearance magic? Wasn't that right. Sagan? I was thinking yeah. of the one yeah. that he says. Yeah. Where, yeah. Uh, you think of science and magic. I come from a place where they're one and the same. Right. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, I like, look, look, that is the truth of the matter. Think about the things we talked on on this car ride in this car that the things this car can do. And if Benjamin Franklin was manifested right now, we told him we could augment his DNA to so he wouldn't uh, go as b- so bald so quickly and could fuck more French hookers. <laughs> his, he would just not, he, he'd be, we would be warlocks to him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we would be. Uh, yeah, and that's what's fascinating about, and it's. I think that's they, they said that's the sweet spot they're trying to hit. Is they're not going to overexplain the magic. They're just going to give you just enough to so that you can hold, a foothold. Yeah, yeah, so you can either leave the theory like we do in life, saying that's totally explained by X, Y, and Z, or there is mysticism in that, or there there is something more. And it's. But cool. I, I I love the idea of the journey that. Stephen Strange is going to go on. It sounds like, and, yeah. and and when and when you guys hear the 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 guests we had in the next segment, uh, Josh asked, actually asked a question similar, very much about that. Like, can he turn off his science brain and enjoy an escape into this, or does does them getting things wrong uh, kind of warp his his sense of? And we got a really great answer. We did. So yeah. you guys you guys will very definitely look forward to that. Answer. Very thorough answer, but concise too. Yeah. 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 You guys will be able to follow very easily. If I can follow, anybody can. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, I guess that should be it. Do you want to sign us off, Mr. Potter? Sure. Well, stay tuned for the special interview with our very special guest. And other than that, this has been another episode of The Way We Nerd. I am Joshua Potter sitting next to me. Uh, Dr. Stephen Warhead. Ah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> anyway, moving on. You have a on. week to come up with a Baron Moorhead. Baron yeah. Moorhead. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Sitting in front yeah. of him. Uh, Wong, a.k.a. Daniel Villalobos. Okay. And next to him. I don't know what they're doing, so just Kyle Bounds. Rachel McAdams. We're just saying characters. <laughs> oh, Rachel McAdams. <laughs> <laughs> the Nightmares. That's just she playing the Nightmares? No, she's Guess not Guess what, night Kyle? Nurse. We could alter your she's DNA character, to make you look like Rachel McAdams. Thank you. <laughs> well, we'll do that That'd now while you guys listen to the interview. Yeah. 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 All, right. All right. Have a good <laughs> week, everyone. Take care. All right. So I am uh, Joshua from The Way We Nerd. We have all of the nerds here with us and uh, a very special guest. Can you introduce yourself for our audience? Sure. 
I'm Ricardo Zulta Costa. I'm a neurophysiologist and neurotechnologist. Great, great. So we just uh, just listened to a panel all about the science of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Fascinating. Yes, yes, very, very fascinating. And we just had a couple questions for you. Sure. Sure. Okay, great. Yeah, so sure. my first question, you there was a lot of talk about it when you weren't necessarily front and center. Where do you fall on the whole consciousness thing? Do you think it's <laughs> do you think it's that'll be a very, how long is your podcast? <laughs> as long as it needs to be. Yeah. Um, that'll be a very long conversation. Where do I fall? I, well, I agree with with, with, uh, with Adam Frank and most of the things that he said. I think that it's a problem that he's starting to come more and more front center um, in neurosciences and, uh, and neuropsychology. But it is a hard problem to tackle, right? Yeah. Um, so one thing is really studying levels of awareness, which is different mm-hmm. than consciousness from the more philosophical, epistemological standpoint, which is what he's referring to as, you know, really a notion of self and different realities. Um, So I think that neuroscientifically, there's a lot of great studies done now on levels of awareness. And you can go all the way from, you know, things from anesthesiology to, you know, vegetative state, calm, etc., and and, and really explore the different layers. Um, Consciousness as such, I mean, it's, it's a really hard you know, concept to figure out how to even research it, right, from a more biological, you know, underpinnings. I think the philosophical implications of it are fascinating, and it really takes us, you know, into these different aspects of what we know or we don't know, uh, but how are you going to tackle it from a biological standpoint in a way that is quantifiable, that you can really measure it? I don't think we're there yet. I mean, as they alluded to um, on their panel as well, we know a lot about the brain, but we still don't know a lot about the brain, right? Yeah. There's no such thing yet as a unifying theory of the brain. We have for the immune system or the digestive system, but we don't have for the brain. We have a lot of insights, we have a lot of inklings, but we don't really know how the whole thing comes together. And it might turn out that it, when we figure that out, that you have five or six or seven basic principles that you know everything else flourishes from, and then you can visit from there. Uh, however, you know until we know that, it's going to be very hard to tackle you know consciousness from a neurophysiological perspective. Having that said, it's very interesting, you know, philosophically to think about it and think about what are the implications for that in terms of all these unknown aspects that, that surrounds us. But when you look at it from an evolutionary point of view and you want to, you know, make the whole argument about do other animals have consciousness, do we have consciousness, we have a notion of self. Um, there's things like, you know, a theory of mind, which is slightly different still, and this notion of self, which does not, again, necessarily means that you have a full consciousness around you. Um, that has been done with other primates, for instance, with chimpanzees, has been done with dolphins, Lori Marina showed this in dolphins, some self-recognition images on the mirror. So you can get to that level, to a notion of self, but then the whole experiential package that the self is in consciousness, I think we're not there yet. I think it's still very interesting, but it's still more within the philosophy of the brain. That's potentially quick follow-up <laughs> Yeah. Um, one, does, is there a way to measure, does meditation or prayer or anything like that actually tone the brain like exercise tones the body and does your level of intelligence on all of these issues affect your enjoyment of escapism entertainment when you see Doctor Strange are you able to turn it off or you just see it and go this is nonsense I mean besides this great event that Marvel put on and everything (laughs) or this is brilliant or or Star Wars and the Force you know are you able to is it an escape for you too or do you find yourself bumping on it well, I'll start to the second one, and then we'll yes, circle back sure. to the first one. So, so no, I still really enjoy watching those movies. Look, I think that you need to adjust your expectations, right? And yes. I've been doing, you know, consulting for Marvel for years, but for a lot of other, you know, TV shows and feature films, etc. 
it's not a documentary, right? It's not National Geographic. You adjust your expectations and you try to get something right. I get really excited when at least the foundations are right and are there. And then, you know, you can build your story on top of it. And it can be a lot of the things, being it magic, like in Doctor Strange, being whatever you want to let your imagination take you. But if it's built on a strong foundation, at least doesn't violate anything that is logical to you or on the realities that you know, I think it does make the story stronger. I mean, we were talking earlier today with some of your colleagues about, oh, this thing between, you know, storytelling or scientists, do you clash? Do you think it's the same thing? Do you think it's different? I think the core is the same, it's creativity. And that's the core of both. You could be, you know, a great lab technician without caring about creativity or doing it, but never a good researcher. You need to be willing to do problem solving, and that requires creativity. It requires being open to invent, discover, think about new things. And that's the same in storytelling for screenplay writers, you know, a lot of directors. So those two things, I think, I think are the core of both, and you need to embrace that. Now, it would bother me, for instance, if I see, you know, a movie or a TV show and something that, you know, without violating the arc of the narrative and the storytelling, sometimes you think, oh, man, that was so easy to fix, right? That yeah. one detail yeah. on the beginning, yeah. you just, you know, your whole story will still be great. You just get that one and then everything follows perfectly. There is no need to not do that, right? Make it more authentic. Exactly, right? Yeah. So yeah. those things sometimes bug me a bit because then I think it'll distract you from the rest and it'll be things that most of large audiences are going to pick on it and know as well, right? Yeah. But but I think that is also important to keep in mind that you know as as, as John as John Space was saying it's not it's not a documentary it doesn't have to right. be all real you need to right. keep something open for creativity for mysticism exactly for whatever you want to do for the audience to get interested in things exactly real things in that real you're life. absolutely right I think yeah. that's the idea you can see this as you know like I worked one of my first gigs maybe eight years ago was with French you can expect oh, French oh, to nice. be a documentary right. right yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I worked with two seasons with J.J. Abrams' um, team on Fringe, and you adjust your expectations, right? When you get something right, you're very excited about it. Yeah. But it doesn't mean like every single thing is going to be following science. We used to joke and say it's going to be science next and not science now. Right. And so we try to create some of the bases and then, you know, go crazy about it. But when we can, so for instance, in, in one of the, the episodes on, I believe it was on second season, one of the things that I was really excited about, working very close with the writers, and they wanted to do this thing about brain control and brain manipulation. Etc. Right. So when we start brainstorming about it, when they came to me, said, "Oh, think about doing this thing. We're going to use hypnosis." And I said, "Please don't do that. <laughs> Let's not do that. Tell me what do you want to do with this story. Tell me where right. I want the characters to go. Tell me what right. the journey is. And we'll find and, and right. exactly, and we'll work on it together. And you know, it was fantastic. But at the time, so the funny thing, right? So at the time, someone said, "Well, why not?" I said, "Well." First of all, because, you know, you can't do that. You know, someone to be hypnotized needs to be willing and voluntarily to do that. You cannot right. force someone into hypnosis. It yeah. just, it violates that, so it will never work. So it breaks down immediately from that. So then we played with things like TMS, like transmagnetic stimulation, a lot of the cool stuff that you can do other things. So, and, and I think the episode turned out fantastic and it was great, but one thing that I was so happy about, and they didn't tell me that it was going to happen, is right in the beginning of the episode, you see like this scene where, you know, there's this guy controlling some of this guy's mind and making him jump off a cliff, off a rooftop, I believe, yes. and you see the cops coming in, right? I remember that. And Joshua's just a character, right? Comes to them and they say something like, oh, you know, this guy we think is being controlled, we think he's hypnosis. And Joshua's like, no, you can't do that, because hypnosis. And I said, you know, this makes the entire season for me. Right? If you can get one of those things, 
things in there, right? right. Uh -huh. It's already a big win. And then, as you pointed out, the most important thing is get people excited about the science. They can go Google it. They can read the right books or go see the documentaries and learn, you know, the rest of the things and the details to it. But if we at least get them excited about it, I think that that's the really big deal. They have to deal. be curious and they, you want them to believe exactly. it's cool. Yeah, I exactly. get it. Exactly. You, you guys yeah. said about at least 50 words that i got to go home and Google. <laughs> yeah, so, no, uh, so your first question. Yes. Um, so it's, it, it's tricky, right? So, okay, number one, yes, experience, you know, changes the way that your brain works, right? right. Or not changes the way it works, but it, it changes the experience to change your brain. Mostly in cognitive, it's not like some area radically is going to change, yeah. but the connectivity, the connections between areas and the weights on this connectivity will change. Hmm. So whatever your experience might be, being, you know, a specialist on car design, being an MD, being whatever, yeah. is going to help shaping, you know, that brain. It's going to, you know, make part of your reality and your experience of things. Right. Having it said, is that, you know, meditation, right? That's an important thing. We're, we're playing now with actually at a company, we're doing different studies, um, looking at neurofeedback associated with meditation. So we actually start doing this really interesting thing with a Laureate uh, Institute for Brain Research, Liber. Um, it's a guy called Justin Feinstein, fantastic researcher. And we're working with um, sensory deprivation chambers, which are oh, now wow. clothed floating clinics, because it sounds nicer. Um, <laughs> but basically, you have someone on a tank, right? So full sensory deprivation. And uh, we're looking at different aspects to it. And they're using meditation techniques to then train them. Um, the idea here is looking with and or working with PTSD patients, with general anxiety disorders patients, and getting with, where we think that the interoceptive system is one of the things that is really disturbed. And in situations like this, when you're shutting down everything else, you get an hyperactivity of the interoceptive system, so insulin, some of those areas. So the nice thing is putting them on those situations and then using meditation techniques to try to get to train them to stay on that state, on that mental state, um, and, and relive some of the experiences in sort of a safe environment. So there's a lot of different techniques that you can use that you can pair with neural feedback to do that, with meditation, with other things. Now, that's very different than, you know, for instance, some papers that came out years ago where, you know, would say things like, we found the God's area in the brain because we put a lot of guys praying and put them in a fMRI scanner um, and, you know, this area lighten up. Right. Well, it's an area of vivid imagery, you know, like was pointed out, you know, today as well by one of our colleagues. So... You have to be careful, especially when you start mixing religion with science. Right. I think like yeah. any kind of mental training, being meditation, being what we call cognitive therapy or cognitive remediation, when you're going to do exercises on attention, on memory, on different things, yes, you can provoke neuroplasticity if it's done right. And with the right subjects, you can provoke neuroplasticity. We can get you, you know, better on those things or, you know, at least delay decline through age and aspects like that. So there's definitely a training component to it and a plasticity component to it. So kind of like if you can build your muscle by lifting any weight you want to make sure you're carrying lifting the right right weight. in the same you're way stimulating your brain exactly right. i mean in, in, there's just some analogy to this obviously you know the system itself is much more complicated and different yes. but yes but it's the same principle of you know using those abilities to not lose them and stimulating so that you know they keep being used and can be used better yeah. um the details, I mean, the tricky part, and you guys will see that there's a lot of games out there now, right? All the sort of apps and all sorts yeah, of things that can say, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So some work, some don't. Because the problem is it's in the details, right? It's not like, you know, everything is the same, right? right. It's, you need to, to have the right ingredients. And those tend to be very specific in this kind of test. You know, the onset time, the ISI between stimulation, the interval, all those little details, you know, coming up with a game that is kind of like that is not going to work. So you need to be very precise. But if you are, there are different studies showing that you definitely get an advantage. In older people, for instance, where you can, you know, push back some of the cognitive decline. So, so there's yeah. definitely, you know, an advantage to it. 
Interesting. Thank you for stimulating us. Yes. Yes. My pleasure, guys. My pleasure. Thanks for listening. If you want more from the nerds, check us out on the intertubes at thewaywenerd.com. And if you haven't already, you should follow us on Facebook and Twitter at The Way We Nerd and subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next week, this is The Way We Nerd.